2: it is Thursday, February the 17th, 2022. You know, just last week, we talked about a story coming out of Pennsylvania. Hershey's, the chocolate company, uh, chocolate, my favorite vegetable out of all of them. I love chocolate the most. But Hershey's was laying off their their employees who would not get the vaccine, um, and were asking for a religious exemption. They were being denied it. And they were, Hershey's was quoting not only Pope Francis in their response to these employees, but they also said, but, you know, hey, you guys, uh, you, you don't like to get the vaccine for religious reasons, the portal fetal cells. But what about Tylenol? What about Tums? What about Midol? What about all these things? You know they used to those, and you use these. So why do you have an exception here? So uh, we wanted to conversate about that in a, a deeper, more detailed way. So we've invited Dr. Jose and Stacy Tresanco on today from the Children of God for Life organization, who are tracking these types of things, to be on our program today. To Give us the real information there. Um, they're going to be on at 35 past the hour. So join us for that if you can. Hey, Cardinal, bet you, as apparently, uh, you know, there was a tech company he sent millions of dollars to to Australia. That tech company has been linked in the Trump-Russia allegations, the John Durham report thing. Uh, so that's an interesting uh, conversation that could happen today. The U.S. says Russia said they were backing out, but maybe they're not from the Ukraine border. They, they might even be adding more troops. Who knows? But I can tell you this. The good news is they didn't invade yesterday. Praise be to God. Uh, The FDA is uh, there was an undercover video from one of their executives saying that they're they're planning to push yearly COVID uh, shots. So there's that. And Fauci says, hey, it could happen. It could happen. And of course, authorities made almost 500 human trafficking arrests during the California Super Bowl. Every time there's a big sporting event. Human traffickers bring in the slaves, and it's horrible. So let's pray for the victims in that. So much in the news to get caught up on, but guess what? Michael Hitchborn from the Ponto Institute is also on our program at fifteen past. We're going to catch up on that rally last week in Arizona against the uh, the Satanic Temple. And the making uh, acts of reparation rally, so that's coming up at 15 past. It's going to be a jam packed show. Looking forward to it. Please do us a favor and share us with a friend. But good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Hey, good morning, Joe. The Cardinal Betchu story you sent yesterday was pretty insane.
4: Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> makes you wonder how 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 involved are yeah. people in the church and certain things like this. Be really interesting to see.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened, like Becci, you guy, he got removed from being a cardinal. He's no longer a cardinal, right? Uh, but like, what he's on trial though, right now. I think at the Vatican, he's he's like he's going through a trial. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So we still don't know what the status <laughs> of all of his dealings are.
4: I bet you was involved with buying property in England, right? That, and that's then, him. yeah, right? and then
2: yeah. sending millions to Australia during the Pell trials, right? Was it used for his defense against him? Like, nobody really knows. knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the One's and Twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. Praise it, be to God. It's good to be
3: here. Is, is it? You know it is despite of be it all. Her. Despite of it all, you know, Bree Dale. She mm-hmm. is said. Uh, she was telling me that she is one of the only people who has actually attended every single one of the uh, court ca- court meetings. Really? Uh, for
2: the Betu case, we should get her on. Yeah. We should have her tell us what the, what is the deal hey, there. What's happening? Tell w- us what's happening because I don't I don't really know to be honest. I did hear that Pell was calling Vecchio out to try to get some more information on exactly what that money was for, where it went, why the local ordinary didn't know that he had sent the money at all. Uh, so there's a lot there. So it, it's interesting stuff for sure. Uh, let's see coming up today. As I said, Michael Hitchborn. Uh, he's got a. I think he's going to come out with. Didn't you say, Adrian? He's got a new report coming out about the rice bowls.
3: That's right. He's having a. He's. I think it's coming out tomorrow at five p.m. on YouTube. He's releasing a follow-up to his an almost annual story now. Yeah. On uh, on what is it CRC or mm. what is it? I forget the, what the acronym is. But the uh, Catholic Relief Services yeah. CRS. There you go. And uh, they their connection with uh, with donating to abortion. Uh, to
2: well, lots of things contraception yeah. and all sorts of degener- degeneracy. So, yes. there you go, folks. Well, we'll have to ask him about that. So, that'll be another good story to cover. But I also want to say good morning to everybody hanging out with us over on Rumble. We are live streaming to Rumble again today, praise God. We've added that to our live streaming lineup. So, if you like to have some opportunities besides just listening on Catholic radio on the Station of the Cross or the Guadalupe Radio Network, We are live on our mobile app. That's one way to listen live, but you can watch live as well on our website, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Odyssey, LinkedIn, and Rumble as well. All links at grnonline.com forward slash c-d-t. Let's jump in. We have a lot to cover and much to get to. Let's pray for the conversion of grave sinners around the world to include our, our our own sins that need acts of reparation made for them, I suppose. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos.
4: Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos. And now your Thursday headlines. The Hill reports, U.S. says Russia has added troops at border despite pullback claims. A senior Biden administration official says that Russia added as many as 7,000 troops at the border with Ukraine yesterday, characterizing claims by Moscow withdrawing forces as false. Every indication we have now is they mean only to publicly offer to talk and make claims about de-escalation while privately mobilizing for war, the officials said. However, the comments directly challenge Russian statements about pulling back some forces and being willing to engage in diplomacy over the past 24 hours. And The Daily Wire reports Trudeau announces unprecedented action, freezing bank accounts of Freedom Convoy protesters. Christia Freeland, Canada's finance minister, says that banks and other financial institutions in Canada have the authority to temporarily cease providing financial services where the institution suspects that an account is being used to further illegal blockades and occupations. This order covers both personal and corporate accounts. Crowdfunding platforms, which protesters have used to sustain the weeks-long demonstrations against COVID-19 mandates, would fall under the enforcement of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules, Freelance said. And Breitbart reports L.A. human trafficking operation rescues more than 80 victims. Sheriff Alex Villanueva said 74 adults and eight children were rescued while 34 suspected traffickers were arrested. About 200 sex buyers known as Johns were also taken into custody as part of the operation. Remember, this is one week only, Villanueva said. This is just one small slice of what happens throughout the entire year. And Reuters reports El Salvador's Bukele tells Bitcoin-weary U.S. Senators to stay out of internal affairs. President Nayib Bukele asked U.S. Senators to stay out of El Salvador's internal affairs after they called for an investigation into the economic risks the United States faces due to the Central American country's adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender. El Salvador was the first country in the world to adopt cryptocurrencies for official use in parallel to the U.S. dollar, a decision that has drawn harsh criticism from the International Monetary Fund. And those are your headline news this morning.
3: God love you. The saint of the day is a Norbertine. You know, I was thinking about my buddy, uh, brother Frater Garion over with the Norbertines in California. The saint of the day is Saint Evermode. He was born in 1100, and Evermode Oprem or Norbertine, was one of the first premonsterians, which is a Norbertine. It's another name for the Norbertines. A canon regular and became the lifelong companion of Saint Norbert, who founded the order of, in France in 1120. Evermode was born in Belgium. After hearing Norbert preach in the city of Cambria, he decided to join him. He accompanied Norbert to Antwerp and then in 1126 to the half-pagan town of Magdeburg, where Norbert had been named as bishop. He attended to the bishop on his deathbed and ensured his burial in the church of the Norbertine Priory of Our Lady there, where Norbert had formed the members of the cathedral chapter. A few months before his death in 1134, Norbert appointed Evermode acting provost of the Priory of Göttensdon. In 1138, Evermode was elected as the provost of the Priory of Our Lady of Magdeburg, and in this post, he oversaw the foundation of the new pro, uh, pre-monasterians communities in Havelsburg, Jericho, Qualdenburg, and Pold. Serving in that post until 1154, when he was named the Bishop of Ratzburg, the first since the, the its destruction by the winds in 1066, he formed the newly named cathedral chapter of the diocese into the pre-monasterian community. The evangelization of the windish population was a primary goal of his episcopacy, and he traveled around the diocese preaching to the people in their native language. Worn out by his labors, Evermode died in 1178 and was buried in the cathedral he had built. He was succeeded by his fellow Norbertine, Isfried. He died in 1178. St. Evermode, pray
2: for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 19, verses 27 through 29. Then Peter said in reply, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? And Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne. You who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Chrysostom said the reward will be a hundredfold by the acclamation of spiritual gifts and graces in this life, infinitely superior to all we have left and the inheritance of life eternal in the next. Uh, close quote, St. Chrysostom, pray for us. The Ignatius Catholic Commentary points out that uh, the language here that our Lord uses, which can also be found in the Old Testament, for instance, Psalm 122, uh, but is in context, Jerusalem is the city where the thrones of the Davidic kingdom stood and where Israel's tribes went to find justice. In the New Covenant, Christ imparts justice through his apostles in the liturgy of the heavenly Jerusalem. Um, giving it all up, though. I love uh, what the, the, the fathers of the church the, have had to say about giving everything up. Something I have thought quite a bit about in my own life, and the sacrifices we've had to make as a, as a couple, as a family, as a marriage, trying to raise kids, to sacrifice so much in order to maintain what we feel is very important and true. St. Gregory the Great in Hadock's commentary said, quote, for we are not to consider what he left or you might think of what we left, but the will with which he left his all. He leaves a great deal who reserves nothing for himself. And I think that's the catchphrase right there. He he leaves a great deal who reserves nothing for himself. So it's not about how much you have. It's about why you're giving it up, right? Right. He goes on to say, It is a great matter to quit all, though the, t- the things we leave be very inconsiderable in themselves. Do we not observe with how great affection we love what we already have, and how earnestly we search after what we have not? It is on this account that St. Peter and his brother, St. Andrew, left much because they denied themselves, even the desire and inclination of possessing anything. St. Augustine would say, Though I have not been rich, I shall not, on that account, receive less reward. For the apostles, who have done the same thing with me, were no richer than myself. He therefore leaves all the world, who leaves all he has and the desire of ever having more. Close quote. St. Augustine, pray for us. So what is our intent? when we leave everything behind and follow our Lord. Or maybe it's possible that we sometimes have to make tough decisions between those that we love, our our relatives, our friends, our family, and truth itself. Sometimes they leave us no option but to choose truth over those relationships, and we have to create distance in order to pursue that the right the good the true and the beautiful these are tough things that we have to do and uh, they're never comfortable they're never much fun but nonetheless we have an obligation to do them and i know as parents we have to make these decisions all the time um, i found it very interesting that there was a comment here in Hadock's commentary about separating from wives we have to do we should we give up wives to uh, this quote says our savior does not here lay down a precept of separating wives but as when he before said he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He did not counsel much less command us to lay violent hands upon ourselves. So here he teaches us to prefer the duties of piety to every other consideration. I found that interesting because there must have been a debate on the subject. So they're commenting on it. At any rate, let us check our intentions. Let us make sure we hold fast to what is true and good and beautiful and the consequences are going to have to be lived with, but if it's right, we must pursue it. We'll be right back. Michael Hitchborn coming up next.
1: A popular objection to Jesus' resurrection is that it's merely a ripoff of pagan myths about resurrected deities. Should this be a cause of alarm? I don't think so, for a couple of reasons. First, Christians couldn't have copied from pagan myths because the idea of resurrection as a new embodied life after death was foreign to the pagan worldview. Recall how the Athenians scoffed at Paul's preaching on the resurrection in Acts 17. Second, the majority of the alleged parallels are bogus. The deities never really rise from the dead. The spirit of the Greek god, Attis, entered into a pine tree after his death. And the Egyptian god, Osiris, merely reigned as king of the underworld. So to my Christian friends, no need to fret. Our belief in Jesus' resurrection didn't come from pagan myths. I'm Carlo Broussard with the Ready Reason for Catholic Answers.
3: Catholic.com hello how would you like a chance to win a mercedes-benz what's up with the accent dave oh hey Cecil. just putting on a posh accent because this year with the grn we're raffling off a pretty oh
1: you mean the 2022 mercedes-benz gla 250 that's right and that all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle and that all the funds raised go to the grn tickets are only one for 25 dollars or five for a hundred yeah pretty much oh i took over your spot again didn't i
2: well, it was probably for the best. carry on. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Dr. Jose and Dr. Stacey Trasankos from the Children of God for Life are going to be on our program to talk about the use of aborted fetal cells in medications, in treatments, and over-the-counter stuff. Um, There's been lots of talk about that. In fact, it's been used to fire employees who refuse to get the vaccine for moral reasons, for religious exemption reasons. They've been fired. Hershey's is a good example of that. Um, I've always liked Tobolone better. I'm just saying. But at any rate, is it true that those other meds uh, used abortive fetal cells? We're going to have that conversation with the children of God for life coming up at 35 past the hour. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Michael Hitchbourne from the Lepanto Institute. Good morning to you, sir.
5: Good morning to you, and thank you for having me on.
2: Praise be to God. I was it was the week before last, if, if I'm not mistaken. We had uh, um, our friend Jesse Romero on the program to talk about that rally out in Arizona when the uh, the the Satanic Temple came to do, I guess, a conference. You were there. Uh, tell us about it.
5: So Satan which was run by the Satanic Temple, actually, we saw Lucian Graves uh, there at the um, at the event. And uh, it, was, it was kind of an interesting phenomenon. It, now, the first day that we were there, we, we were there, we were praying our rosaries, and the Satanists didn't really know what to make of us. I mean, they were kind of curious as they would peek around the corner to see what we were up to. Some of them would walk by and yell obscenities. Um, but what was, what was interesting is that halfway through uh, the second rosary that I was praying, I looked down and my crucifix had snapped in half. Um, wow. Wow. I didn't touch it. Nothing, uh, you know, nothing hit it. It just it was just broken. Uh, So that was interesting. And then uh, one another lady was there, she had a box of rosaries, a sealed box. It was closed. Uh, There were rosaries in a pouch inside that box. And when she went to pull out one of the rosaries that was in one of those pouches, it was nothing but a a bag of beads. Uh, Really? um, yeah, the cord on the inside had snapped and all the beads were loose. So uh, there was definitely some kind of uh, uh, spiritual warfare for sure going on. So we continued to pray and make those rosaries of reparation. Uh, they definitely came out and tried throwing hexes or whatever at us. Uh, we prayed um, uh, binding prayers and and uh, we prayed... Uh, prayers of protection for from Our Lady and from Our mm. Lord to protect us from, from hexes specifically. So, you know, there, there was spiritual combat. And, and in fact, another thing that was kind of interesting is that the the greatest amount of opposition that we received wasn't actually from the Satanists, at least not the physical opposition. It was from Protestants. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, who showed up and started bullhorning what we were doing because they didn't like Our Lady.
2: So they, they were uh. siding with the Satanists?
5: Uh, In a way. Strange uh, bedfellows.
2: Strange bedfellows.
5: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: You know, it's funny that you mentioned that
3: because, you know, I've I've gone to rosary rallies, public square rosary rallies with the TFP uh, many times. And it's very amusing because without fail, at least a number of these cases the Protestants will show up and they'll start siding with whoever we're against. It's happened at drag queen shows. It's happened at all sorts of things. And the reasoning they give is like, "Oh, well, you're just as bad as them. You're worshiping uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary. You you have the <laughs> your image of you're We're here to fight Satanists. Yet you're worshiping idols. So here you're you're causing more problems." Um, and so they turn on us, and it's really a diabolical. The, the demons uh, incite this, and that's why we have to uh, pray to the angels when we're out there to protect us and to uh, disperse yep. these kind of things. But I, I, it's not surprising to me at all that that happened. Um, tell me about the, the actual event so what actually ended up going down I know Jesse said that he were there planning they had a regiment of prayer uh, but mm-hmm. also, I was seeing the pictures and I was blown away by the group that was there I was honestly thinking it was not going to be a great turnout to be honest uh, so tell me about it how did it turn out
5: uh, we had just about 300 people show up every single day um, and uh, it was it was a fantastic event I mean quite honestly it felt like a spiritual retreat for three solid hours. Uh, we were praying, alternating the rosary. We played, we, we prayed uh, the litany of humility, the litany of, uh, or the 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 holy face of Jesus. We prayed the uh, chaplet of Saint Michael. Um, we prayed the litany of Loretto. So, and and we also had uh, various psalms interspersed throughout. And and we prayed all of those things in sequence for three solid hours, uh, almost nonstop. Uh, in between, every once in a while, Jesse would ask one of, uh, you know, somebody like me or or uh, uh, some others to to stand up and just give kind of a a rallying cry or a uh, a word of encouragement to keep people going so that they they didn't become fatigued. Uh, but people were there for the solid three hours. It was a fantastic event. It really was,
4: Mr. Hichborn. Uh, when we talked to Jesse Romero, I think that must have been a week ago or maybe two weeks before Um, he mentioned that the hierarchy was encouraging uh, priests and stuff to stay within the the church and do what they can from a distance. Did you, was that your experience? Did you see any hierarchy out there? Any priests uh, at the, at the rally?
5: Not local. Um, We did. uh, There was one priest. I don't know if I should say his name, but there was one particular priest who uh, who did show up from out of town uh, and he was, praying for us as we were praying the, the uh, prayers of reparation so uh, that was a, a great spiritual help and um, yeah it, it's it's true that uh, the bishop did encourage people to do, go to adoration he encouraged his his priests not to come to the event but to pray separately and you know uh, any people can have any any number of opinions as to what they think about that. But the fact of the matter is that the bishop was specifically praying for us, too, which uh, was a great boon to what we were doing.
2: Good. You know, and I, I, I got I talked to Jesse about that when he was on with us, and, and one of the things I said to him was when we went to a rally similar to this one here in our local area a couple of years ago, um, there was only one priest that did show up, and um, I wish there had been more uh, priests. I think it... It, it's so encouraging to the lay faithful to see that leadership. But I can appreciate the fact that he at least encouraged all of his parishes to do holy hours, acts of reparation. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good. Praise be to God. But don't you think that um, there ought to be more front line, you know, sort of a courage in this, in this case? I mean, we have, you have Satan con in your backyard, for crying out loud.
5: I, I agree with you. And uh, the fact of the matter is that if you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, the laity can do something. It's it, we're, we're basically foot soldiers, uh, whereas the priests are more like cavalry. Cavalry, you know, they're out there uh, with the greater authority, with greater weapons, uh, and so we do need our priests to be engaged in the battle, and uh, having them be our spiritual leaders to be truly our fathers. That's why we refer to our priests as fathers. Mm. We need them to hold us and to to help us and to guide us and to protect us uh, as we engage the enemy. And we do want to engage the enemy. And and I want to be clear about who the enemy is, too. Uh, When we were praying in that rosary rally of reparation, we were praying specifically for the conversion of the souls who were inside in that convention, people who had been completely led astray by the devil. Uh, their, Their souls are not the enemy. Their souls are the battlefield. Yeah, the enemy is what was afflicting them uh, as they were participating in this diabolical event.
2: That's well said, Michael. Thank you for saying it. You know, we have to be reminded all the time that we should work towards their salvation, work towards their conversion uh, as best we can. We do what we can. Um, you know for that but let me tell you i mean ask you a question how did the, uh, the the crowd that did show up praise be to god how did they react to things like the hexes and the 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 blasphemies and the curses because they try to put on as much of a show as they can to intimidate uh so how did how did those that came to pray react to that were there kids in this crowd for instance
5: i didn't see any children i i did see a lot of young adults um in terms of the participation, I, I think that uh, the number that I saw was that about a thousand people
2: participated in this That's convention. Amazing. Oh, and in now, the convention, not the yeah, not, in the convention. What about yeah. the? How many showed up again for the prayer rally? Maybe a handful, five.
5: Uh, they they really did not come near us. No, in I the, meant in on your was...
2: side. How many on your side again?
5: Oh, on our side, about three hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. praise God. Yeah.
2: And, uh, and as far as they go, because, you know, I, I remember praying also in front of the largest abortion mill in the United States uh, years ago, and there was a gentleman out there uh, praying hexes on all of us. It can freak people out. I mean, it's, it, sure. it's definitely uh, uh, that you can feel the, the, the spiritual combat. You can almost cut it with a knife in the air because it's so thick, right? So uh, hopefully and prayerfully, you know, those that did come out stood their ground and, and weren't uh, swayed by that.
5: Oh, yeah. No, it's kind of funny. We actually laughed about the fact that our rosaries had broken uh, (laughs) some of us uh, on the first day. It's the devil doing parlor tricks. It's nothing more than that. Yeah. So the devil can't do anything to harm us unless he has our Lord's permission or unless through mortal sin or through uh, some sort of participation we allow the devil to do something to us amen but unless god gives him that specific permission and as we pray for prep for protection the devil really can't do anything to us so
2: yeah. amen we have just under three minutes left with our conversation with michael hitchborn from lepanto institute i understand you have a report coming out about the rice bowl
5: uh yes we're, we're going to be uh doing a video this friday Uh, specifically about Catholic Relief Services. The Rice Bowl campaign is coming up, uh, and I think that it's important for Catholics to know and understand that there is a very strong case against Catholic Relief Services, that Catholic Relief Services is definitely engaged in the promotion of contraception, including abortifacients, uh, despite what they say. So on Friday, I'm going to be laying out the case. I'm just going to state all the facts of a lot of the research that I have conducted about that organization, over the last 11 years
2: and that's going to be available this friday by a video you'll have it in a report like a blog form as well
5: uh it's primarily going to be video i could do a blog report but honestly if people want to see the research that Mm -hmm. we've done that i'm going to be basing this report on uh they can go to lepantoin.org forward slash crs and right there, we've got 32 different reports on wow. the CRS that we've done over the last
2: yeah, seven years. You, so you spent almost no time on this then, 32 <laughs> yeah, reports. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have very little to say, apparently. <laughs> right, yeah. With 32 reports. Wow. All right, so that's, the video is coming out this Friday. And it's going to come out on your website. It's going to come out on your YouTube channel. How do people find that? That's correct.
5: That's right. So if they go to my Facebook page, they can see it there. If they want to go to our YouTube channel, they'll be able to see it there. So those are the primary places that we're going to be posting uh, this particular video.
2: Okay, praise be to God. Well, I'm so glad that you were at the rally uh, reporting live from there. It was great to see you know, the the, the posts on social for, for that. And I'm so grateful there was a great crowd. Praise be to God for it. And let us continue to pray and make acts of reparation for those that would embrace such incredibly disastrous you know for their eternal soul ideas and and behaviors uh, let's make acts of reparation for them as well so but uh,
5: Amen.
2: we're very grateful for your time today michael hitchborn lepanto institute thank you for you being on and thank you for your witness out in arizona
5: thank you god bless you god bless your audience we'll
2: we'll be watching your report on friday praise be to jesus all right we're going to go to a break we're going to come back we're going to have breaking news and stories with rudy carlos and then of course we're going to jump into a conversation with dr jose and dr stacy Trosencos from the children of god for life about abortal aborted fetal cells used in over-the-counter meds that's coming up don't go anywhere catholic drive time we'll be right back
6: Between now and February 21st, the GRN is raffling off a 2022 GLA 250 in Midnight Black. And this sweet beauty of a car can be all yours by going to grnonline.com and purchasing five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Now that's a deal that's all right, all right, all right. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard the expression, free love? Do you know what it means? It means false love. True love does not want to be free. It wants to bind itself. It wants to give everything and forever. It wants to make a vow, a promise that it will keep G.K. Chesterton says the man who makes a vow makes an appointment with himself at some distant time or place. The question is, will he keep the vow? That's the adventure. The perils and the punishment must be real. If I bet, I must be made to pay, or there's no poetry in betting. If I challenge, I must be made to fight, or there's no poetry in challenging. And if I vow to be faithful, I must be cursed when I'm unfaithful or there's no fun in vowing. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org.
4: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now more headlines. One America News reports Russian aircraft came close to US military planes over Mediterranean, according to the Pentagon. According to the Pentagon, Russian aircraft came close to three US Navy planes in the Mediterranean Sea over the weekend. While no one was hurt, interactions such as these could result in miscalculations and mistakes that lead to more dangerous outcomes," said Pentagon spokesperson Captain Mike Kafka. And LifeSite News reports Vatican's vaccine mandate violates code of bioethics and must end now, COVID-19 expert says. In an interview, Dr. Peter McCullough, a leading authority on COVID-19, called on the Vatican to drop its vaccine advocacy, warning that its position on jabs makes it complicit in vaccine deaths and violation of a critical code of bioethics. The Vatican teaches that the vaccination is not a rule or a moral obligation, but mandates all of its employees to be fully vaccinated in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which rules out coercion or threat of reprisal for medical treatment. On the abnormally high statistics of deaths related to the vaccine, he states that, as we sit here today, we're at 21,000 deaths in our CDC vaccine safety reporting system. So I'm telling you, death under no circumstance can be considered rare. Now, the correct way to describe this is that this is the most dangerous and lethal biological product ever used in human history, period, unquote. The Blaze reports auto customers flabbergasted to see jacked up car prices at dealerships amid inflation. Auto industry crisis, we're going to be like Cuba soon. Some car dealerships are reportedly marking up MSRP as high as 40% in response to auto shortages and ongoing inflation. A report detailed several visits to area dealerships in which salespeople are marking up prices of vehicles in order to make up for money lost due to low inventory, supply chain issues, and inflation under President Joe Biden. An unnamed customer at All American Ford in Old Bridge, New Jersey told the outlet, we're going to be like Cuba soon. No new cars, and we're all going to be driving 57 Chevys. That sounds like fun to me. And the AP reports Oklahoma abortion providers see huge influx of Texas women. Two abortion providers in Oklahoma said Tuesday that they're still seeing a massive influx of women from Texas who want to terminate their pregnancies after Texas last year passed the most restrictive anti-abortion law in the United States in decades. Our phones have not stopped ringing in the past six months, said Rebecca Tong, a co-executive director of Trust Women. We're being forced to turn people away in what she deems is a desperate situation for women. Oklahoma lawmakers are introducing more than a dozen bills this year to further restrict or prohibit abortions in Oklahoma, uh, including measures that make it a felony uh, to perform or receive an abortion. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you.
2: Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, you know, I failed to mention the top of the hour. Sometimes I do that. Uh, I don't intend to, but it's just the way it goes. Uh, You are going to get an opportunity coming up. I think Monday, if I'm not mistaken, Monday is the last day uh, for the car raffle. So your last chance to get in on a brand new Mercedes is coming to a close very quickly now. You only have a few days left. So if you would like to win a brand new Mercedes, what you need to do is get your car raffle tickets in quickly. Go to grnonline.com forward slash. uh, No, don't go forward slash. Just go to grnonline.com. Scroll down till you see the black Mercedes. Click on that. You'll find the rules, you'll be able to purchase tickets, and all of that. The proceeds go to support our Catholic Radio Apostolates. We'd be very grateful. But you may win a very cool car. It's a beautiful car, GLA 250 in night black, and we'll be drawing the winner out, I think, at the end of next week. Go to grnonline.com for the details. You know, uh, Adrian, I'm sharing my desktop here. There is a story. We're trying to get Dr. Stacy Tresankos and Dr. Jose Tresankos from the Children of God on for life. You know, last week we talked about that story out of uh, Hershey's Chocolate Company. Firing their employees who requested religious exemptions to the, man, to the vaccine mandate and were denied those uh, exemptions and then were sent uh, home. Essentially, they they offered them, uh, you know, I think it was two months of compensation in exchange for signing a non disclosure agreement. But it became a, through a whistleblower, it became evident that they were, as a company, quoting Pope Francis. They were also questioning their employees, saying, "Well, you know, you use Tylenol, you use Midol, you use Tums, and those had fetal cells used in them. So why do you get to have an exception to the mandate?" So uh, we found that very interesting, so we wanted to have a conversation with them about this case. Uh, while we're waiting for them to join us, and hopefully, Rudy, you're being able to check on that, but uh, we're, I'm going to read to this little article from the Children of God for Life website. The, uh, the headline goes, Research Exhibit, the Use of Fetal Cell Lines in Common Medications. There is a case being litigated that brings the issue of coercively questioning employees about their medications before a court of law. This all started with a blog post by Father Matthew Schneider, uh, quote, If any drug tested on HEK-293 is immoral, goodbye, uh, modern medicine, close quote. I guess that's the headline of Father Schneider's blog, which is linked up over here. But this Children of God for Life article goes on to say, The following is a version of an exhibit prepared in support of plaintiff's counsel. A number of readers requested access to the summary, and I have decided to post it, but any specifics associated with the case being litigated cannot be disclosed. I wish to call attention to a comment made in the preface of the summary mentioning the real and very serious impacts this whole issue has on many individuals and families. We hear the stories every day. Lives have been turned upside down. Careers have been ended. Jobs have been lost. Families have had to deal with the inability to pay the rent or the mortgage. Educations have been suspended. Grandparents have gone isolated. I wonder if the people involved, particularly uh, Father Schneider and those who use his list, realize the very real consequences and damage that has been done to people of faith, conscience, and goodwill. We have fought on behalf of these people, not because we sought after it, because they contact us in panic and despair. And thankfully, we have prevailed almost every time. Like many, I have often questioned the motive of those who resort to coercion to enforce vaccine mandates. It seems evil. Here is the summary and a list I compiled and submitted. Examination of the Conway regional health system. Father Matthew Schneider list of medications, discovery origins and development. Here's a little bit of the preface. And I think this is important uh, to read this to you. I I feel like it's important because some of you are dealing with uh, layoffs, potentially layoffs, losing your job and your your ability to provide for the family, the the, the stress, the anxiety of it all. And in fact, wouldn't it be uh, pretty insane to realize that you've been taking something over the counter that is in fact uh, a real issue? Right, that it does involve aborted fetal cells. You don't want anything to do with that. I don't want anything to do with that. So maybe education is good for us. Here's a little bit of this preface. Um, the origin of this uh, list dates back to a blog post written by Father, Father Matthew Schneider. As we said in January of 2021, the post originally appeared on his personal blog. We already mentioned the headline. The blog post was not in, imminently. No, well, the blog post was not immediately notorious as personal blogs tend to have limited reach and readership. The post was brought to my attention several months later, framed in the context of the broader COVID-19 vaccine debates. Father Schneider's intent was to point out hypocrisy and inconsistency on the part of those that took an absolute position on the question of morality, of the use of aborted fetal cells, their lines in the foundational research, development, and testing of Of the three authorized COVID-19 vaccines, a statement of equivalence was made that a great many prescription and OTC or over-the-counter medications in common use were tested using fetal cell lines in the same manner as the three authorized COVID-19 vaccines. The research and development teams for the individual vaccine candidates all leveraged a common body of work funded by the National Institute of Health and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's uh, Fauci's organization. That being the foundational research leading to the synthesis of the SARS-CoV-2 S1 and S2 uh, subunit spike proteins. Good. That's a lot of, lot of jargon there. <laughs> so <laughs> the body of work employed aborted fetal cell lines, specifically Freestyle 29, uh, 293, uh, as an expression medium for the subunit proteins. Uh, Rudy, did we, are we able to get them on?
4: Uh, looks like at this moment it might be that we have a
2: no-show. All right. Well, here's a, more of this article from the Children of God for Life. Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and Pfizer all referenced this work in the subsequent development of their vaccine candidates. Beyond that, all three companies used aborted fetal cell lines as expression media for development and testing purposes. Um, Let me let me just skip forward a little bit here, says a thorough review of the use of aborted fetal cell lines in the research, development and testing of the three authorized and one approved vaccine leads one to conclude that these vaccines would not exist but for the use of aborted fetal cell lines. Now, that much we know already. I mean, that's already been known. That's why people have a moral objection. Maybe there's other reasons as well. But the primary moral objection is, is we don't want to inject ourselves with something that used aborted fetal cells. And we have a, conscience, uh, a conscientious objection to that. And we have a right to have that objection. And, and there's people like Hershey's, for instance, that are denying that. The real question becomes, what about all this other stuff? Um, let me skip down a little bit here. It says, This argument and general line of thought has caused a great many of people of faith and goodwill, a great deal of stress and upheaval in their lives, at times leading to the loss of careers and an indefinite suspension of education anguish over how to provide for their families. In the pages that follow, it is quite clear that the origins of the most most of the listed medications predate the availability of aborted fetal cell lines and cell strains. Did you get that? Because that's... That's the punchline right there. In, uh, in this research that's linked up here at Children of God for Life, we'll put it in the comments for our social feeds today, it is quite clear, I'm quoting, it is quite clear that the origins of most of the listed medications predate the availability of aborted fetal cell lines and cell strains. So the argument is now debunked. We'll be right back.
7: Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and help the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over 1 billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, you are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
2: We are Catholic.
7: Welcome home.
2: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. Uh, we are going to try to rebook Dr. Stacy and uh, Jose Trasancos to talk about that story further, but I mean, that article is pretty detailed, and like I said, you can read it for yourself. There's a lot more information on their website, Children of God for Life is their organization, C-O-G-F-O-R-L-I-F-E dot org, and uh, I will link to it, as I said, on the, on the social feeds. But uh, there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Here's one. I wonder, I wonder if maybe we'll, let's do a pop quiz. How about that? Hey, Rudy. Hey, Joe. Can you guess... Which cities have the highest inflations, (laughs) have suffered the most through inflation in America?
4: If I remember correctly, reading this article.
2: You read this article. I did. Then you're cheating. The whole (laughs) point was you're not supposed to read
4: Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll name a random one. Okay. Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> You're right is that right?
2: Very random, there, Ruby. Very random. <laughs> yes, in fact, I, Atlanta is number one on the list. I know you covered this in your news. Praise be to God. But that's uh, crazy. It, it, I, I, I I paid three dollars and twenty cents a gallon yesterday again. How much in the state of Texas? Three dollars and twenty cents, and that's for regular. Dang. I didn't even get the good stuff. I got that's the what cheap I was stuff.
4: paying in California. Joe. I, I can't. I can't sympathize. Like, listen.
2: Yeah, $3.20 a gallon <laughs> in the state of Texas. You want to do that once, lot. you know, fine, whatever. One time, we can all live with that. But twice? Oh, my. Now we're getting serious about this. We may have to bring the whole uh, Tex techs, the Texit secession movement back. I don't know. I'm all for it
4: because uh, I don't want to be like Cuba, like I mentioned in that news story. <laughs> we're going to be driving
2: you know, our old 2001 cars for the rest of our lives. It's, it's mind numbing. But uh, so it's fast, th- what did fascinate me about this particular story that you covered in the news about the inflation was the cities that were worst hit and the cities that were least hit. I, I wouldn't have guessed if I had to guess ahead of time, not knowing I wouldn't have put money on that. You know, yeah, so so Georgia, Atlanta area gets the worst apparently out of the whole country. They're suffering the worst. Uh, St. Louis is on that that list. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona is on that list. Um, so they're the ones suffering the most. The ones on the other side of the perspective, the cities least impacted by inflation: New York, San Francisco. How is that even possible? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you it's like Maybe. houses in San Francisco go for, what, 000, here's a million dollars?
4: Here's Here's my idea. This is my theory. And it's not in the article, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think that they have less of an impact or inflation has less of an impact on these cities because they're on the coast. Maybe they have the ports so they uh-huh. don't have to pay for transportation to get it, you know to their state or something. I when, don't know. Want to hear my th- theory? Yeah. Okay. yeah my
3: theory it. is mm-hmm. that it is... So bad already yeah, that it just couldn't get notice. worse. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just could not get worse. It's it like you buy a a, two, a one bedroom house and you're spending one point five million dollars. Like, how can we raise the price on this? How is this We even can't. Um, and so that's that's my theory of why the we're not seeing uh, greater inflation
2: there or greater uh, concerns there. Utterly insane to me. New York City and San Francisco are on the top of the list. Are in the low the bottom of the list for the least impacted. For only 4.2% uh, inflation in those, and I think it was in Oakland area, San Francisco area. Very incredible to me. So I guess we're in the middle where, you know, we're we're suffering here in the state of Texas, Massachusetts. I wonder where you're at. Uh, Golly, do you whiz. Ohio, how are you doing right now? Virginia and Maryland and Alabama and Florida. I mean, Alabama, Florida, you guys aren't that far away from Atlanta. So are you also suffering uh, at the highest level there? I don't know. It's uh, fascinating to me, but you think we might deceive see these markers and go, I wonder if we should do some things different in the economy. You know, I heard that last year, uh, almost a trillion dollars. So it was like $900 billion of new cash was infused into the market last year. And this year we're on track to infuse 1.2 trillion new dollars into the market. Gee, I wonder what kind of economic impact that will have when we hyper inflate the market like that. um, Button down the hatches, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I may have to start walking to work just to save some money. <laughs> Maybe if I start now, I'll get here in time for tomorrow's show. Dang. I don't know. It seems rather, rather crazy to me, this hyperinflation that we're starting to deal with. We'll, let's pray for everybody's needs today. Here's a story out of the blaze. Oh, I think you also covered this story, if I'm not mistaken. Authorities made almost 500 human trafficking arrests in California during the Super Bowl. You know, last year... Adrian and I interviewed some folks on the human um, sex slave trade, and this was one of the points that came up in our conversation. Um, The Deliver Fund. uh, We had that conversation with the gentleman from Deliver Fund, who used to be CIA, and he was telling us that when he was in the CIA, he had all the tools at his disposal to track down terrorists around the world, and they were very good at that. And then he said along the way, he would, uh, in tracking down these, these terrorists... He discovered that they were laundering their money through the human sex slave trade. Huh. And so they were deeply involved, these terrorists, in sex slave trade around the world. And and so he, he sat there and he thought, well, that's a crime and, and, a, and a travesty. Why don't we do something about that? And he was told by the powers that be that we're not in the business of solving that problem. We're hunting terrorists. So let's focus on terrorists. And that bugged him. And he said... I I can't live with myself if we're not going to go after these people. So he got out of the CIA and he started the Deliver Fund and he brought these people together with this type of background so they can leverage that skill set, that capability to hunt down sex slave traders. And they've been very successful. One of the things he said was big sporting events, Super Bowls, playoffs, uh, World Series, Olympics, any major event. Uh, That brings in millions of people or a a large number of people into your city. It also brings in the sex slave traders and they bring in uh, they set up in hotels and they set up in these shady houses and they bring in their slaves and they sell them to these these fans at these sporting events, you know, to the highest bidder. Despicable. It it is despicable. And uh, so this story here out of the blaze, let me just read a little bit to you. Law enforcement agencies in California made nearly 500 human trafficking-related arrests and aided more than 80 trafficking victims in the state in a sex trade crackdown executed during Super Bowl week Authorities announced on Tuesday the statewide effort called Operation Reclaim and Rebuild was coordinated by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, but involved agencies from Orange, Riverside, San Bernardino and seven other counties. Uh, Pause there for a second. You just made me think of something. Aren't they laying off some four thousand sheriff's uh, deputies and employees from the sheriff's department there in Los Angeles County? Or in the surrounding area?
4: I think I remember reading that for reasons of rejecting the vaccine mandate.
2: Right. So Mm -hmm. once that happens, good luck trying to combat things like sex slave trade, let alone fentanyl and, and all the other problems that our society has to face. Good luck getting that done with no employees to deal with. The article goes on to say, In all, officials arrested 34 people suspected of trafficking or exploiting sex workers. 201 people were allegedly caught trying to buy or purchase this service. And hundreds more on other similar charges. Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said at a news conference, according to Los Angeles Times. Villanueva added that the operation aimed to, quote, send a message to pimps exploiters and buyers that it is unacceptable to buy another human uh, being, another human being for sexual purposes, close quote. Um, Yay and amen. It says, in the week leading up to the big game at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, Uh, Loved all the mask wearing going down there, by the way, uh, from the celebrities. Um, That was going around the Internet all weekend long. Investigators reportedly contacted 74 women and eight girls who were being victimized in illegal trade operations. Villanueva added those women and girls were then rescued, given shelter, and directed to resources to help them recover from any abuses they suffered. You know, this kind of reminds me of the conversation we had uh, not all that long ago, really, with that uh, young lady who's involved in that organization in San Diego, helping these victims, you know, try to recover from this life. And one of the things she said was, they're so damaged, they're so hurt, they're so broken by this, that they're they're going to be living with that emotional uh, wreckage for the rest of their life, even though they go to counseling.
4: Yeah, I would imagine it's just it's such a traumatic thing to be yeah in part of, and there's stories too of you know young children being taken from their parents or sold off, and their whole entire existence
2: is this. Could you imagine? It's
4: so sad.
2: It's it's utterly. I mean, the thought. We had an incident. Uh, week before last, I won't share too much de- detail, but there was an incident with my wife at a grocery store where uh, she was confronted and there was some issues and for a half a second, for for a brief moment of time, she thought that our one of our children might have you know been vulnerable to something like, you know, being taken. Wow. And um, the thought about that, just like, you know, as dad, I'm like, you know, Where's my shotgun? I mean like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean' it, it's, it's a reality you know I, we, how often you know we joke about this all the time, like when I was a kid, you know we see these pictures on the internet you have a kid from the '70s and 80's you know, flying ten feet off the air on their trike, you know you know, r- launching off of ramps you know, you know barefoot, shirtless, halfway across town till dark, and then they come home like today, forget it, you can't do it anymore. no, it's kids, a different world. Kids
4: can't play in the in the front. Uh, yeah. side of the yard, not, you know, uh, they can't do anything. Not
2: unsupervised. No. You know, we ha- I, we have to be out there to kind of keep an eye on things. Um, me and the neighbor next to us are very good about that, but it's a different world. It really is. You know, and there it's hard to believe, but it's true. There are so many people, I mean, I can't remember what the number is, but it's a tragic amount of human persons in slavery at this very moment. Uh, not only in the sex slave trade here in the United States and Europe and beyond Asia, but also... Uh, There are many Africans still being sold in slave markets in in the northern coast of Africa right now. And how often do we hear about this sort of thing? Hardly ever. Ever. Yeah. I mean,
4: this story just comes out, you know, I don't know. This is the first time I've heard it in in the entire year, but it happens every single day.
2: Utterly tragic. Utterly tragic. So let's pray for the victims. Let's pray for their rescue and for their healing. Let's pray for justice for the traffickers. A conversion of heart, for sure, but justice to be to be had as well so let's pray for that but that's going to do it for the first hour of our program thank you all for joining us and being a part of it today is the day I send out the email to the CDT insiders so if you would like to get exclusive content from us well allow us to harass your inbox and you can do that on our website go to grnonline.com forward slash c d t you can look for the CDT insider email list click that link it's super easy it's fast we're going to send you a, a powerful talk right away just to say thank you for signing up to the list, but I'll be sending out that email later today, and I think I'm going to send you a talk I just gave over the weekend about praying for our enemies. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Sign up to our email list today. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. God love you, and God bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired.
8: If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it?
1: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
8: If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day and it's free. Second Timothy tells us all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day?
6: For your free copy of The Rule of Saint Benedict. Visit OneMinuteMonk.com O-N-E MinuteMonk.com
8: If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired Word, what holds us back from turning to it each day?
9: You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the Word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night-black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN Car Raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle.
2: It is Thursday, February. February. How do you say February? February, February, February. February. It is the seventeenth after of this month. That's what it is. Uh, Praise be to God. Good morning. We're gonna have a great hour. Glad to be on with you. We're gonna have a good news story. We're gonna have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus our game show, Fear and Trembling. New prize this week. Praise be to Jesus. We're excited. We're gonna be giving that away tomorrow. So you're gonna get three chances today. You'll get three chances tomorrow. So, the way to get on is to be our first caller at 15 past the hour. So, be ready to dial the phone number when I give it to you. But, secret pro tip here don't tell anybody I told you this, but you could get the phone number early on our website. It's possible to call in early and sit on hold. It is possible if that's what you want. Otherwise, you have to wait until I give it to you. And that website is grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And by the way, today's the day I also send out the email to the CDT insiders. So, I send exclusive content. To our insiders, harassing your inbox every Thursday afternoon, and you can get in on that on our website as well: grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God. Uh, good news story today. Uh, hopefully, it's a real tear jerker. <laughs> it, it,
4: it won't bring you to tears, but no? it'll it'll give you some awareness of what to look for. You know, I think I think this is a very common problem. So. Look forward to uh, telling you about that. Also, I look forward to the uh, the email on Thursdays. You know, for yeah. the CDT insiders, Amen. you get a lot of information on there. Amen. So, so make sure can. to sign up for that.
2: So we always share either exclusive content or. Uh, things that are going on in you know, the back end, some of our challenges, you know, our needs, all of that. It's a great community, and we're very grateful to the wonderful uh, CDT Insiders, praise be to God. But speaking of insiders, Adrian Fonseca is here on The Ones and Twos. Good morning to Adrian. Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Oh, yes, definitely.
3: In spite of it all. In spite of it all, it's good yeah. to be here. Praise be to God. Amen. Uh, it's a good day to be alive, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to reading of what Cornelius Lapide has to say about the gospel today. Amen. I'm excited. Cornelius Lapide, Saint Cornelius Lapide, according to my
2: head canon. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we, not may, for public devotion. Maybe <laughs> you know, maybe what we ought to do someday is actually do like a bio of Cornelius Lapide. Like we Good idea. I, I, I'm, we hear the name a lot, but who is he? Where when when did, when did was he? Where did he live? He was no. some, just some guy. Did he like puppies, probably ice not. cream? Like, what were his passions? Right, you know. Jokes besides... aside, we could probably start a cultus for him. Yeah, yeah we could.
3: it's true. Yeah, he lived in a. I think he lived in a cave. So probably no, no hey ice now. cream. Hey now, probably no ice cream. He was, was a Franciscan. Was state. there blue was cheese desperate. in the cave?
2: <laughs> he was a Jesuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, praise be to God. All right, so maybe we should plan for that somehow. Maybe in the after show, either today or some other day, we'll, we'll maybe do something special for Cornelius, Cornelius Alapide. But his commentary is coming up. In the gospel reflection, which is something we like to do on the program, giving you an opportunity to dive deep. But just so you know, a little caveat here, uh, truth and advertising, I'm using the option gospel today. I'm not using the main one. So if you go to Mass today and you hear the gospel, it's gonna be different than the one I'm gonna read to you. It's because I'm using the optional one, because it's just a little shorter, and I like it. I actually like it, so that's what's on the agenda. So we have as I said, a lot to talk about in the after show, which is the second half of this hour. We will chat with you about whatever you want to talk about. You drive that conversation. And the conversations were a lot of fun yesterday. So we're going to continue that. What did we, we talked about food the whole time.
4: We literally talked about
3: pizza. The yeah. whole time. The whole time. I got a phone yeah. call from my mom afterwards. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's funny. That phrase really she got us. I to
3: know why I'm eating so much pizza. <laughs> because you're hanging
2: out with the wrong people these
3: days. <laughs> this is what happens when you hang out with bad crowds, guys. <laughs> That's right. When you, <laughs> when you get in these in these bad uh, group of friends with these, uh, it's just, you know, bad friends, they just push you to do evil things like
2: eat, eat pizza. pizza twice a day. Twice
6: a day.
2: <laughs> so care well, for who your friends well, are. Well, I'm glad your mom didn't ask about the donuts. Oops. Anyway, time to pray. It's time to jump in and pray for your needs, dear listener. Whatever, Whatever your needs are, we're going to be praying for you today. Let's do this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word Incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos.
4: Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your good news story for the day. You know, not all heroes wear capes. And according to today, Instacart shopper being hailed as a hero for likely saving elderly customers' life. When one Instacart employee decided to go on, on with her gut and out of her comfort zone, she may have saved a couple of lives in the process. In a viral TikTok that has garnered over 16.5 million views since being posted in February, Jessica Higgs, a mom from Georgia, opened up about how she listened to her intuition during a recent food delivery. The customer who, played the, who placed the order for her father instructed Higgs to leave the bags on his porch. She says, I got there and something was telling me you've got to help this man out, she recalls in the video. You're not supposed to go inside someone's house, but I used my judgment and I brought the groceries inside. And that's when Higgs noticed the man was not well. I couldn't leave, she explains. Higgs messaged the customer's daughter to let her know that he looked sick, and she also mentioned that there was a propane tank in the house. Higgs, who was feeling dizzy, suggested there might be a gas leak. The woman responded that she would uh, have her son stop by, and proceeded to change Higgs tip on the order from $14 to $100. In the video, Higgs breaks down while recounting what happened next. She says, I'm crying because of what she commented this morning. She says, thank you so much. Once my son went to check on my dad, it turns out that it was definitely leaking in response to the propane tank. You definitely saved my dad's life and my younger son's life. I'm just an Instacart worker, Higgs continues through tears. But if you see something, say something. I'm so happy that I did. Hundreds of thousands of people have commented on Higgs' video, including model Bella Hadid and Disney star Dove Cameron. I don't have words uh, for, for how much this has moved me. I'm so grateful that you exist," wrote Cameron. We are constantly inspired by the incredible people who choose to be Instacart shoppers, says Instacart, and intentionally make a positive impact in the lives of others. A rep for Instacart told today food, this story touched our hearts and we are grateful for our shoppers like Jessica. The site notes that while propane in uh, excuse me here uh, in response to this propane tank uh, incident, propane is highly flammable and tanks should never be stored indoors. According to propane.com, symptoms of propane inhalation include nausea, dizziness, headaches, and irregular heartbeat. Significant exposure can lead to death. The site notes that while propane in its natural state is odorless, companies add a chemical to uh, to make it smell like a rotten egg or a skunk smell so that leaks can be detected. And that's really good news. God love you. It's really good news to have skunk
3: smell noted. Okay, saint of the day is Saint Evermode. He is a Norbertine father. You know, I'm thinking of my buddy Frater Garion over with the uh, Norbertines in California. And my buddy Adrian, actually, who joined the Norbertines recently. And let's so uh, anyway, uh, born in 1100, Saint Evermode was an oprem or a Norbertine. He was one of the first pre-monasterians, which are Norbertines, and became the lifelong companion of Saint Norbert, who founded the order in France in 1120. Evermode was born in Belgium, and after hearing Norbert preach in the city of Cambria, he decided to join them. He accompanied Norbert to Antwerp and then in 1126 to the half-pagan town of Magsburg, where Norbert had been named the bishop. He attended to the bishop on his deathbed and ensured his burial in the Church of the Norbertine Priory of Our Lady, which Norbert had formed from the members of the cathedral chapter. A few months before his death in 1134, Norbert appointed Evermode acting provost to the Priory of Gottensdon. Uh, In 1138, Evermode was elected as the provost to the Priory of Our Lady of Madsburg, and in the post, he oversaw the foundation of new pre-monasterian communities in Havelsburg, Jarichau, Quidlinburg, and Pold, and serving in that post to 1154 when he was named the Bishop of Ratsburg. The first since its destruction in the winds of 1066, he formed the newly named cathedral chapter of the diocese in the pre-monasterian community. The evangelization of the windish population was a primary goal of his episcopacy, and he traveled around the diocese preaching to the people in their native language. Wow, imagine if your bishop did that. Worn out by his labors, Evermode died in 1178, and he was buried in the cathedral he had built. He was succeeded by his fellow Norbertine
2: Isfried. St. Evermode, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The Gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 19, verses 27 through 29. Then Peter said in reply, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me, will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A great commentary here in Haddock says, it is the opinion of many of the fathers, St. Jerome, St. Austin, St. Gregory, and others, that all apostolical men, i.e. such as renouncing the goods of this life, adhere to Christ in mind and affection, and by every possible means promote his reign and propagation of his gospel, will be so far honored as to sit in judgment with him at the general Resurrection, close quote. Hadock's commentary today on point. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, Cornelius Lapide had a lot to say, and I
3: maybe we can talk more about this in the after show. But yeah, he had a lot to say in regards to the to the uh, judging of the twelve tribes of Israel and of the people who will sit on the judge on the thrones of those who would judge the twelve tribes of Israel. And he, Cornelius Lapide, makes a point. Well, this cannot mean that it was only the 12 apostles who were going to have thrones. Why? Because St. Paul says that he will be judging not just men, but also even angels. And so how can that work? And he also goes on, he says, but we also know that there's a 13th tribe of Israel, that there's the original 12 tribes, and there is a 13th tribe of Israel. So if that is the case, then they guess that thirteen tribe will never be judged, right? So it mu- he must not mean that there will only be 12 tribes. In fact, he goes on to look at the point and He says, everyone who has left house or brother or sister or father or mother or children or lands for my sake or receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life, connecting it with those who be judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, what does this exactly mean? Cornelis Lapide says, those who take religious vows, the- it will be those people who sit on the thrones and he cites St. Bernard. He cites uh, many, many, many saints, St. Saint Augustine um, and many other saints to prove this point. St. Benedict. And he goes on talking about this. And what is the point here? He actually says that it is the virtue of poverty uh, primarily that unites them with a friendship of Christ that allows them to sit in the 12 tribes of Israel to be judgers of the, uh, of the, the people to come. He goes on to say the expression, therefore ye shall sit implies the security of those who are poor for the gospel's sake, the privilege of judging the dignity and eminence above others, the nearest place to Christ and the most perfect union with him, a principality of grace, happiness, and glory that in so, in as much as they are princes of the kingdom of heaven, they should have the right of judging and of admitting into it that who, those who are worthy and excluding the unworthy. So let us think today, I, when we, th- we, it's often I hear people talk about, you know, their kids, wanting them to be doctors, lawyers, things like this. Do you want your kids to join religious life? Do you pray that they have a vocation to the religious life? Do you encourage them to discern a vocation to the religious life? Because think about the son, the mother of the sons of Zebedee. What do they do? She's like, oh, well, they have a great place for, do you have a good place for my son? And they, in your kingdom, do we ask that of our Lord? Do we ask our Lord, will you have a place for our, for my kids in your kingdom? Will they sit on the thrones of Israel? Because remember, heaven is in fact a hierarchy. And those in religious life, those who take the evangelical uh, uh, virtues of poverty, chastity, and obedience, those people will have a greater place in heaven should they be saved. Of course, they're not guaranteed salvation. But those who take those vows will have a greater place in heaven if they are faithful to those vows. So, Let's encourage our kids, let's encourage our family members, let's encourage vocation to live this life, because we want what's best for them,
2: and what's best for them will be the highest place in heaven for them will be that vocation. Amen. Praise be to God. Cornelius Alapide, very, very good commentary there. You can find that linked up along with all the other commentaries we use on our tool, Verbum. Uh, we get from Verbum, verbum.com, that's with a V, V-E-R-B-U-M, Verboom.com forward slash G-R-N. It's a great tool linking all these commentaries together to help us dive deep and fast into the gospel and to uh, reflect on it more deeply. Thank you, Verboom.com forward slash G-R-N for your generous underwriting of our gospel reflection. Time to play our game, though, Fear and Trembling. We're going to play this trivia game show right after this very short break. You could win. You don't need to know the answers to win the game, but you do need to make a phone call. So if you've never played, let me encourage you now is a great time to try. It's fun. It's easy. It's going to be a good time. Call 877-757-9424. Be the first caller at 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open and waiting for you at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is coming up next.
1: Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics?
9: 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that he give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio, learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots, yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid-fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the
10: Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
11: Welcome to another round of Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants it's a 50 50 chance and prizes are involved avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth call now to take your shot 877-757-9424 and now your host
2: joe mcclain praise be to jesus christ welcome back to catholic drive time and fear and trembling the catholic trivia game show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and don't tell anybody my secrets or my agendas. But there are a few things we do like to do on the game show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before about the Catholic faith. Praise be to God. And then, of course, number two, uh, we like to laugh. We like to have a good time. And our callers are the best or the most amazing They laugh with us. They're great sports, and we really enjoy that part. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everybody involved. But here is the deal. If you're new here, brand new here, let me just explain something to you. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me. The kicker is we do not ask the caller the questions. They don't need to know the answers. They could win and not know a single one, and that is because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy, I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct, and the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision, whom do they trust more, uh, Rudy or Adrian, and then every correct answer goes into the Coffee Cup of Divine Providence to win this week's prize. What could they win, Rudy?
4: Our game show sponsor this week is Goldberry Scriptorium, who's generously sponsoring us with a Marian Antiphons print set. Let me ask you this, do you know the Ave Maria by heart? Do you know the Salve Regina by heart? Well, your house is going to sound like a beautiful monastery when you learn them from this this beautiful print set. Mm. Frame them, gift them, give honor to Our Lady. Katie McGinley designs beautiful devotional aids available both in print and digitally on her Etsy page. Please show her some support and check out her wares at Goldberry Scriptorium. Her website is goldberryscriptorium.etsy.com or follow her on Instagram at Goldberry Scriptorium.
2: All right. Praise be to God. Thank you, Goldberry Scriptorium, for your generous sponsorship of our game show this week. Let's go to the phones. Pat, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Praise be to God, Pat. How are you?
12: Amen. Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you.
2: Now, where are you calling from, Pat?
12: Katie.
2: The great Katie, Texas. You have, if I'm not mistaken, still the largest car wash on the planet, or at least in America. <laughs> Do you not?
13: That's right, Becky.
2: For yeah. now. the Buckies. I think we have to say uh, technically it's the Buckies, right? So, like we have to speak to them as is there greater importance? I mean, there's never been a gas station like the Buckies. Capital say. T, capital B. I take a <laughs> sip
4: from my trusty Buckies
2: uh, coffee tumbler. Now, our friends in Alabama, they have at least two Buckies now. I think Florida's got one on the border. I don't know if Virginia's getting one. I'm not sure, but it's, uh, it's growing across the nation now. Pat, where do you go to church?
12: Um,
2: Epiphany! Oh, praise be to God! I've got a good friend, Joel Matthews, that also goes to Epiphany. Radio how wonderful! Land. That's right, our friend from Radio Land. <laughs> now, Pat, are you familiar with the game? Do you know how the rules work? I sure do. So, yep. all right, are you ready to go? I mean, these guys are tricky, I, Pat. So you and I have to do this together. Okay, sure. Okay, praise be to God. Here we go. Oh. Uh, we will start, as is our custom, our tradition, the patrimony of CDT, is to start with Rudy. You're watching the live feed. Good Look morning, at Rudy. Looking
4: papal grandeur. Good morning, Joe. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you sure? Yes, it's
2: been declared. Are you sure? Definitely. All right, here we go. Rudy, can you tell me where is it stated that man, i.e. humanity, was created in the likeness of God? Oh,
4: that's easy. In the beginning, the book of Genesis. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. In the crack, beginning. I like You that. crack open the beginning.
2: <laughs> In the beginning. In the beginning. Okay, so is. the book of Genesis is your answer. That's correct, sir. Seems reasonable. I like it. Let's it's just, the right answer. But well, let's get a second opinion on this just because. Uh, hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. Can you tell me? Maybe. <laughs> Where is it stated Uh
3: huh. that man, yes. think humanity, I, okay, humanity, was created right. in the image and likeness of God? Image and likeness of God. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. That's right. Mm-hmm. I would go with the catechism. You would? Yep. It's infallible. It's it, been
2: stated in the catechism, therefore it's true. Therefore it is true. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, Pat, this became a lot trickier than I expected it to, to be honest with you. But uh, where is it stated that uh, we are made in God's image and likeness? Adrian seems to think it's the catechism, whereas Rudy says it's in the book of Genesis, in the beginning of the Bible, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who's being sneaky? Pat, what say you? Wendy. Very confident in that response. That's a tricky question because so it Pat. does technically state it in both.
3: Yeah, but it's it's stated in the catechism because it's in Genesis, not uh, the other way around. Uh, yeah. I see what you it's so, tricky, yep, very tricky. The catechism isn't infallible in itself. It's only infallible insofar as yep. what it cites
2: is infallible. Nice. Good, some, good, would good consider. So, yeah, some, some would consider. Some <laughs> would consider. Pat, well, well played. Well played. You didn't bite on that one. Praise be to God. You got it right. You're in the cup, Pat. Congratulations. Are you ready for your second question? I am. Let's do this. Uh-oh. This one, I'm going to be honest with you. Hardest one of all three. This is the okay. hardest one right here. Let's let's take our time with this one and get it right. Uh, Adrian. Yes. Let's start with you this time. That's my name. I'm writing that down. Adrian. A. D. Right. A-D. A-D. Is that with an A?
3: A D. Got it. A as in Adrian. Got it. Uh-huh. Writing it down.
2: Hey, Adrian. Hey, Joe. What term refers to... <laughs> what term? Well, I'm starting over. What term refers to the inability to sin? Ah, yes. I have to live with this every day. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. No, I'm Why gonna, I'm
3: gonna, gonna like I'm that. gonna refrain from responding to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's bait. Uh, the term referring to the inability to sin is called Adrianism. <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> Sorry, I just get that morning phlegm, you know, because pollen. <laughs> Uh, you said Adrianism? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, oh, dang it. Is it. Like named after the Pope Adrian or something? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, mhm, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, hey Rudy? Yes sir? Could you tell me, the, what term refers to the inability to sin? Inability? I can't do it! It's almost <laughs> as if you were
4: impeccable.
2: Ooh. <gasps> Impeccability? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. It's not made up. Mm. Okay, uh huh, uh huh. So, Sounds Pat, here, here is the deal. Um, what is the term that refers to our the inability to sin? I would say R, but we know better than that. Uh, Rudy says it's impeccability, but Adrian says it's called Adrianism. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Pat, what say you? Rudy. What? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Survey <laughs> says. Yeah. Of course. of course. Adrianism. Duh. I mean, yeah. I, I I I think I'm impeccable. Mm-hmm. hmm I'm sure you do. I bet your mom thinks the same too. Perhaps I was that, about to say, yeah. or invaluable. Mrs. Fonseca. <laughs> Congratulations, Pat. Uh, that that was the hardest one, and you did well. How do you feel so know. far? <laughs> Great. Praise be to God. This next one's much harder. Thanks. This next one's the easiest. Hardest Pat. question we've ever had. Totally the easiest. Easily the hardest question we've ever had <laughs> of all of the easier questions. This has got to be one among the easiest. Are you ready? Here we go. Back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me? You're big into genealogy, so I think you you, you got this one, Rudy. Like Mormons. True. (laughs) Rudy, Christ, uh, Jesus, uh, is a descendant from which family line?
4: From the family that is also known as the Order of Melchizedek.
2: Uh-huh. Priests forever. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, Adrian. Yes. Can you tell me? No. I mean, yes. I mean, maybe. Very solid. Very confident. Now, uh, Christ Jesus is a descendant from which family line? Okay. Uh huh. Descendant from which family line? Yes, sir.
3: Okay. That would be the line uh-huh. of.
2: Yeah. Of? Uh-huh. David. David. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that somewhere. Who's that? Oh. That's not a... Who's Melchizedek? That's definitely not a stumper. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a stumper. David, that sounds like just like a normal name. It sure does, doesn't it? Uh, all right, Pat, here is the deal. Which line does Jesus come from? Uh, Adrian says, the line of David. And Rudy says, the line of Melchizedek. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Pat, what say you? Adrian. Ah, very wow. confident this time. Survey says. Can't stump of her. Of course, praise be to God. She gets two because she said Adrian. <laughs> and <laughs> said just how and confidently, I'll Duh. have you, you know, to know. There you, sure. you go. <laughs> Pat, was that hard or was that easy? Oh, that was easy. Yeah, what? you did yeah. great. See, I'm,
12: I'm doing the Bible in a year. So. Congratulations,
2: praise That's God. amazing. How far are you, have you gotten through Genesis yet? I mean, it's February. I'm not oh, sure yeah. how yeah. About the pace yeah. is. I'm
12: what the exit
2: is and uh, Leviticus. Now, be. oh yeah, I got
4: stuck in Leviticus.
2: Yeah, that's the key. They don't tell you that when you first sign up, but if you make it through the book of Leviticus, you it's get a home t- You get a T-shirt yeah, that says you know. "I Survived Leviticus." <laughs> so, welcome <laughs> to the club. What about numbers, dude? Uh, no, get numbers. numbers was way easier than Leviticus. I mean, the the entrails of of goats and lambs. If you can get past that, the specifications. The rest is all downhill. Praise be to God. <laughs> Well, Pat, thanks for being a good time and having a laugh with us and a good time and playing the game. God love you. You're in for three. It's a perfect score. You could win. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to see if it's God's holy will. We're going to put you on hold, but have a great day, Pat. You too. All right. Praise be to God. That's going to do it for the radio side of our show. If you have survived the book of Leviticus, why don't you hang out with us in the after show and tell us about that? You can find us on live, live streaming right now on Rumble, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Odyssey, on LinkedIn. We've cross-posted to a billion other places, all linked up on our website, as well as our email list. Sign up so I can harass you in the inbox at grnonline.com forward slash c-d-t. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning.
0: Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time
1: The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the holy sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
14: is itself your gift since our praises add nothing to your greatness but profit us for salvation through Christ our Lord and so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you and with joy we proclaim
15: giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember Lord your church spread throughout the world to bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope and Stephen our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy.
14: Recepti salutaribus moniti, et divina formati, ate mus teacher. TE QUI teacher,
16: See, could you tant
14: sicio honum serbi eramus saho lieber nos quasmos malis da propitius pacem diebus nostris europem misericordiae tu et iuuti era peccatos semper liberi era omni perturbationes et corrip expectantes pia spem Adventum nostri, et Adventum Salvatoris Nostri, Jesu Christi.
16: Qui abatum est enium
14: et et
16: gloria in secula.
14: Domine Iesu Christi, quid existi Apostolis Tuis, pacem relinquo vobis, pacem eamdo vobis, ne respitias peccata nostra, sed fidem Ecclesiae tuae. Eamque secunda voluntatem tuam pacificare equa donare dinieris, qui vivis errenios in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Pax Domini sit semper vobiscus, et
16: cum spiritu tuum,
15: Dei, ece qui tolificata mundi, Beati qui a agni focati sunt. Domine non sinditus, pur intere sutectum me, setantum di verbo et salamitor, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that all who believe in him may not perish, but may have eternal life.
0: For those who cannot now receive Jesus in the blessed sacrament, we offer the following prayer. I believe that you, O Jesus, are in the most holy sacrament. I love you and desire you Come into my heart, I embrace you. Oh, never, never leave me. May the burning and most sweet power of your love, O Lord Jesus, I beseech you, absorb my mind, that I may die through love of your love, who were graciously pleased to die through love of my love. Amen.
11: We've come to the spot in the Mass where the Eucharist is being distributed. This is EWTN Radio. purification now followed by Father Matthew's blessing.
16: We
15: Let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we may always long for that food by which we truly live. Through Christ our Lord.
14: Amen. Dominus Vobiscus. Eretum Spiritus Tuo. Benedicat Vos Omnipotens Deus. Ater filius et spiritus song Amen.
11: The Angelus
16: In the
12: name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Angel of the Lord, declared unto Mary. And she
16: is seated
12: by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
13: Holy Mary, mother of
12: God, pray for us sinners, now and I Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour
13: of our
12: death. And the Word was made flesh. And just us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Pray for us, Holy Mother of God, of the of
16: Christ.
12: Let us pray. Pour for forth these we see, O Lord, and grace into Christ. our hearts, that, that we as the incarnation of Christ ourself, that may know the of angel, may to God's glory and resurrection. resurrection.
10: Are you a David or are you a Saul? That's the question that this Sunday's Mass readings pose to us. How can we love our enemies and do good to those who persecute us? That's next on Breaking the Bread. The new law Jesus gives in the Gospel this week would have us all become Davids, loving our enemies, doing good to those who persecute us, extending a line of credit to those who won't ever repay us. The old law required only that Israelites love their fellow countrymen. The new law Jesus brings makes us kin to every man and woman. His kingdom isn't one of tribe or nationality, it's a worldwide family. As followers of Jesus, we are to live as He lived among us, as children of the Most High. As sons and daughters, we want to walk in the ways of our Heavenly Father, to be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Grateful for God's mercy, we are called to forgive others their trespasses just as God has forgiven us. In the context of this week's liturgy, we are all Saul's. By our sinfulness and pride, we make ourselves enemies of God. But we've been spared a death. We surely deserve to die because God has loved and shown mercy to his enemies, the ungrateful and the wicked, as Jesus says. Our Lord Jesus showed us this love in his passion, forgiving his enemies even as they stripped him of cloak and tunic, cursed him and struck him on the cheek, condemned him to die on a cross. He redeems your life from destruction, David reminds us in this week's Psalm. That's the promise, too, in the Sunday's epistle that we who believe in the last Adam, Jesus, will rise from the dead in His image, as today we bear the image of the first Adam who by his sin made God an enemy and brought death into the world. But our destiny is life everlasting in the family of God. This is Scott Hahn for Breaking the Bread.
4: Breaking the Bread is a production of the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. If you'd like to receive written copies of Dr. Han's Reflections on the Sunday Mass readings, you can contact us by email at staff at salvationhistory.com or call us at 740-264-9535. That's 740-264-9535.
15: 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen.
1: The Eucharist is the greatest of all the sacraments because it contains in a substantial way the person of Christ who is the author of life. It is the one sacrament to which all of the other sacraments look. Imagine six arrows in a circle, all pointing to a center. The center is the Eucharist, the six arrows are the other sacraments. The Eucharist is the Son around which the other sacraments revolve as planets. All the other sacraments share in its power, and they perfect themselves in the celebration of the Eucharist. It is a sacrament that is so sublime that human reason could never guess at it. Divine love is far deeper than we know.
9: The people you know and trust are on EWTN. It's really awe-inspiring to know that Take Two with Jerry and Debbie has the impact that it does. We know from what our listeners share on the air, but also from corresponding with them outside of the show via email and social media. There's no better feeling than knowing you've helped someone, maybe many people at a time, work through various situations and more clearly see God's purpose and plan for their lives.
1: Take Two with Jerry and Debbie today, noon Eastern,
0: on EWTN Radio.
7: When we pray, we should talk to God. It sounds simple. It's not always that simple. It's just like making any conversation, though. So sometimes we need prayer starters, things that'll give us a boost and get the conversation going. The formal prayers we have in the church, like the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, even the Creed, all of these things are ways that we can begin to talk to God. God doesn't get tired of hearing us say the standard prayers of the church. We can begin there.
0: This is the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
11: Good morning, I'm Tom Gray, and today looks like a great day to honor God. Matter of fact, any day looks like a great day to honor God. We are a go for Catholic connection with Teresa Tomio next. Her guests include Kristen Hawkins, president of not one, but two pro-life groups that you might recognize. Also to discuss his book, Catholic evangelist and best-selling author, Gary Zimak, The title, Give Up Worry for Lent. <laughs> you gotta love that one. And you just gotta love the subject matter each day on More to Life. And today is no exception. At 10, it's Dr. Gregg and Lisa Popcheck with Finding Peace as a Parent. It's Women of Grace at 11, followed by Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Today, part two of a blessed event on a special day, such as, oh, being born on Christmas Day, or...
16: The Prayer to Saint Michael Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen.
12: Prayer of Deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, Saint Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions.
4: We implore thee,
12: deliver us, O Lord, From hatred, fornication, and envy, we implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death, we implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion, we
2: implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord.
10: All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Is a